operating under the crooked American radio system too long. Bucking Idiots Podcast. Pronounced Bucking Idiots Podcast. Adjective meaning putting out that buccaneer knowledge while entertaining the masses. Being fool asses yet remaining fly at the same time. Now look at yourself. Are you down for this Bucking Idiots Podcast? I know I am. Matter of fact, fuck doing anything else. This is G-Funk saying right on to the real and deaf to the fakers. Peace out. Welcome back to the Bucking Idiots Podcast, where today it's just me. I'm chopping it up with you and your phone calls, and I got a lot of them. And I'm going to preview the Saints-Bucks game this week, just a couple days from now. So sit back and check it out. Welcome to the Bucking Idiots Podcast, motherfuckers! Yeah, international underground, thunderbounds when I stop the ground. Like a million elephants, a silverback, a orangutan, you can't stop a train. Who wants up? Don't come unprepared. I'll be there, but when I leave there, better be a household name. Brother man telling us it ain't gonna rain. So now we sitting in a drop top soaking wet. In a silk suit, trying not to sweat. Hit some assaults without the net. But this be the year that we won't forget. One, nine, nine, nine. Fucking idiot! What's good? It's your boy, Stank Bastard, King Idiot, back in the building once again for a fresh new Fucking Idiots podcast, and it feels so damn good. Ah, uh, hey, we're coming off a win, baby. It's all positivity in Tampa right now. Well, other than your boy, Vernon Hargraves, uh, he's no longer here in Tampa. He's been packed up and shipped out and already swooped up and claimed by the Houston Texans. Nice knowing you, Vern. I am a fellow Wharton High School alumnus, kind of. I coached there. (laughs) I didn't go there. I am a Chamberlain High School alumni. But I coached at Warden High School. I did not coach Vernon Hargraves, though. I can't take that credit. That's not my claim to fame. We didn't have any pro-level players when I coached there. I think he came in about five years after I was already gone. But, uh, Vern, I'm a Gator as well. It was nice knowing you. You had a couple highlights here in Tampa, mostly lowlights. And uh, we're going to chalk you up as another Jason Light L. But enough of the negativity. We pulled out a victory against the lowly Arizona Cardinals. Kind of a crazy game. Um, just like most games have been this season. Man, it feels like forever ago that they, that game occurred. I've had a rough fucking week. I was in the hospital on Saturday. Missed the game on Sunday. Watched the game all drugged up. So my memory of that game is a little hazy. I mean, the team started off a little shaky. I think Jameis got sacked on the second play of the game. Threw a pick on the third play of the game. And we were all like, oh shit, here we go again. Or at least I was, because I'm a Jameis fencer. I'm not completely sold that the young man is our future, like a lot of you guys are. I'm going to play wait and see. I'm going to give Jameis the rest of the season to show improvement. 
before I make a real decision either way. Anyways, our defense actually stood up right there, held the Cardinals to three. Jameis got back on the field, and it was the Jameis and Rojo show on that next series. I think Rojo had two big screen passes and ran uh, in for a 10-yard touchdown. Very nice to see. Rojo continues to show out, continues to prove all those who thought he should have been starting from day one this season right um, although your boy Peyton Barber did have a nice game to me came in clutch in that fourth quarter to seal the victory for us anyways after that Jameis touchdown I think we traded field goals defense really played well in the first half uh, up until right at the end of the second quarter when I want to say Larry Fitzgerald converted on some insane fourth down play that extended the drive uh, and then Kyler Murray hit whatever no name motherfucking receiver that caught three touchdowns against us Christian Kirk or whatever the kid's name is but he had a career day against us caught his first touchdown and then caught two more but Jameis wasn't done the offense wasn't done with 50 seconds left they drove back down the field OJ Howard with a huge catch over two uh defenders Crazy, right? I mean, imagine throwing the ball to OJ Howard, a motherfucking power forward out there who just, you know, he just towers over all the defenders in the secondary. Imagine just throwing it up and giving him a chance to out-rebound the ball every single fucking time. Just imagine a world. Anyways, right after that, your boy, M-E-13 or Mike Evans or whatever his little nickname is, Michael Evans gets in the end zone to give us the lead. At the end of the half, we go into the locker room. And as we've done all season, I don't know if they're eating some pasta at halftime or whatever the case is, but we come out of the locker room dead fucking flat. Defense gets on the field and then the infamous Vernon Hargraves loafing play. Right. Remember that play where he just looks like he's just jogging along the side of the fucking receiver, just kind of, you know, just gently guiding them to the sidelines. And uh, that pissed off Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles. Pissed them off majorly. Like, get the fuck off my team. Pissed off. And who can fucking blame them? You know, some people out there are saying this wasn't a message to the rest of the team. This wasn't a message to the other guys on the team. And I call bullshit. Okay, you got a bunch of young guys behind Vernon Hargraves. Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, MJ Stewart, Carlton Davis, Whitehead, the young guys on the practice squad like Mazzy, who's now taking Vernon Hargraves' place. You can't tell me that they weren't sending a message to those young guys, the future secondary members of this franchise you can't tell me they weren't you can't convince me they didn't fire vernon hargraves to set an example i'm not buying it that's exactly what they did yes it was also a chance for them to cut ties with Vern and his contract so uh, injury didn't lock him in for another nine million or whatever next season i'm sure that was part of it but you don't cut a starting corner in the middle of the season, a guy who's been your starter all season just to secure salary cap room for next season. So 
That's the last I'll say about Vern. Good luck in Houston, you little bitch. After that, Kyler Murray warmed up a little bit. Uh, hit that clown Kirk again for another touchdown. I think we traded field goals. They hit a fake punt on us. MJ Stewart got called for a pass interference penalty against Larry Fitzgerald. And why the fuck is MJ Stewart covering Larry Fitzgerald? Anybody ask that question? Intern Betty? Anybody? Anybody know? What about you, Todd Bowles? Hey, Todd! Why is MJ Stewart? MJ Stewart. Yeah. Why is he why why is he covering Hall of Famer Larry Fitzgerald? Anybody know? Please, somebody call in to the hotline right now and tell me why in any world, on any planet, in any universe, you should put MJ Stewart on Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, that's kind of like putting Ryan Smith on Julio Jones, right? That, that's that's kind of like asking Ryan. Oh, Ryan Smith's still on? Ryan Smith, is, he gave up a, Ryan Smith gave up a touchdown too? To, to Christian Kirk? Oh, oh, we still, he's still here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyways, um, I don't know, but I got PTSD with the secondary. It's crazy. It's a fucking clown show circus back there. Perhaps they get it figured out this season, but it's doubtful. You know, we're going to need an influx of some veteran leadership in that secondary at the safety position and at the corner position and let these young guys fight it out to earn the right to start. Instead of just getting thrust in there and being given starting jobs. I would just love to see that. I would love to see these secondary guys earn their jobs. I'm all for throwing some big time free agency money at a good young starting caliber number one corner next year. And I think everybody who listens to this podcast would agree. Okay. We've tried to throw the big money at the big name free agent defensive lineman. Okay. We're probably going to have to spend quite a bit to retain Shaq Barrett or keep JPP or whatever they're going to decide to do next year. Um, and maybe draft a guy or bring in another one or two, uh, guys on one-year deals like they did with Shaq and hopefully they you know hit the jackpot again I'm not sure what the plan is up front but I would like to see them kind of shift that big money towards the secondary and and maybe fill in with some moderate range or moderately priced guys on that defensive line to fix things because this youth movement in the secondary in today's NFL with the rules the way they are I mean, you can have Pro Bowl talent back there and still get torched. So, you know, imagine having college guys that really haven't earned their way or earned their stripes and have nobody to follow. Remember, Vern was the guy they were following. Vern was the one setting the example in training camp and setting the example in practice. He was the gray beard. He was the old school guy. I think Ryan Smith's older, but Vern was the one that these guys were supposedly looking up to to try to model their games after, uh, you know, and that, and that clearly hasn't worked out very well. So I fully expect they will bring in a, a, a veteran free agent to set the bar for these young guys. And, uh, you know, this season, they're just going to have to learn through baptism by fire. And Drew Brees is about to come in to Tampa with the holy water this week. 
And I still think we beat the Saints. But if anybody is under the illusion that the secondary is going to look good against Drew Brees, give me whatever you're smoking. Okay. Just give me a little taste of it. Just a little taste. Okay. I'll just partake in a little taste of whatever you're smoking. Uh, but shit happens. Turnovers can happen. Maybe the defensive line comes alive and gets pressure. Uh, but it's hard to pressure Drew Brees. The ball's out of his hands real quick. And um, didn't look good against New Orleans last time. But this is our motherfucking house. I'm back out of the hospital. I'm rejuvenated. I'm still you know, feeling a little weird. I won't get into my, my, my issues because nobody tunes in this podcast to listen to my motherfucking issues because you got issues too. But if you want to call in, we could talk about issues. We could talk about issues outside of the Buccaneers, this Buccaneers team, if you want to. But no, I don't think anybody really wants to hear that shit. Anyways, while we're on the topic of that young secondary, there's about four minutes left in the game. Cardinals are up by four. Kyler Murray's in command, driving them down the field. And one of those young secondary guys, Jamel Dean, stood up and made a huge play inside the 10-yard line, intercepted Kyler Murray, gave this team an opportunity to drive the field And Jameis Winston and this offense did exactly that. Jameis, from the six-yard line, hits Chris Godwin. Godwin bounces off a defender like a fucking pinball. Stiff arms another guy. Just rod-godding all over people. Forcefully. Then they hand the ball to Peyton Barber, who also forcefully breaks tackles and carries defenders down the field. Two pass interference plays later and the Bucks get in the end zone behind the blocking of Vita Vea. That's right. He turned one dude upside down, blocked another guy, and Peyton Barber just trotted into the end zone. Cardinals get the ball back, try to put a drive together, fourth down play, We stop him. Oops, Vernon Hargraves, pass interference, fresh set of downs. Defense stands up. Kyler Murray throws a prayer. Might have been a little contact by Jamel Dean, but they call it a little inconclusive. And Bucks end the game. We got the victory. Pour the motherfucking champagne. Bucks win. Bucks win. Gene Deckerhoff celebrating in the fucking booth. And that was just what the doctor ordered. I mean, literally, my doctor ordered that in the ER. I saw him write the script, gave it to the nurse. They sent it over to the pharmacy. He ordered that victory and the bucks delivered. And it was medicine I needed. I don't think I would be in the position where I am right now had it not been for that medicine because I needed it. Bucks fever was just, you know, out of control. They tried everything, and there's only one cure for Buck's fever, and that's victories. We haven't got a whole lot. That's probably why I was sick. So that's your recap 
I don't often do recaps, but I kind of had to refresh myself. So I thought I would refresh you guys as well. Wow, Stank. That was thrilling. You should do this for a living. What a recap that was. I have pins and needles all over my body. Oh, hey, look, it's intern Betty trying to be funny. Betty, shut the fuck up, okay? People are sick and tired of how you treat me, all right? I'm sick, okay? I'm about 43%, all right? And you're over there trying to get my blood pressure up. You know that's what the doctor said, that I can't happen, all right? So shut your old mouth up. The fucking tingling you're feeling is probably death, all right? I'm sure it's just days away, yo, bitch. So shut the fuck up, cue up those Bucks takes, and let's fucking go, because we got a ton of them. Fuck you, Stank. The entire time you were in the hospital, I was hoping you would die. So I never had to see your fucking face again. Well, that's too bad, bitch, because I'm here. And I'm going to be here for a long fucking time. So get used to it. Play the fucking Bucks take. Let me tell you something. Rojo, it's okay, man. You dropped the ball. It's okay, Rojo. Rojo, it's okay. Jamie Winston. You okay, you're a little crazy sometimes, but you good. You good. And let me tell you something about that little guy. The little guy named Dean. They say his bad things about him. About him. But it's okay. You're a good guy. Jamil Dean, he's number one. Carlton Davis, we're waiting for you to come back. And the defense, let's go bust. Let me tell you something, man. You're exactly right, okay? Rojo is mi amigo. Rojo put it down. This was probably Ronald Jones' best game as a Buccaneer. Outside of the fumble, you know, he got a little excited, got a little ahead of himself, and just coughed it up. I was that that hurt. That hurt a little bit. Put a little damper on his performance. But outside of that play, he looked great. He looked phenomenal. We ran the ball very well and we used him in the passing game even better i think he had probably five or six um nice receptions four of which were screens uh but um we need to do that more and yamel dean man jamel dean bounce back bounce back performance that's what you want to see out of your young guys right last week he was the thumb this week he made up for it and um, we got to see more. Hopefully he builds on that because he's going up against the Hall of Famer this week. Not a rookie. All right. On to the next one. Yes, this is Bobby Middleton, the butcher. I'm calling all the way from Savannah, Georgia, representing the Buccaneers all the way up here. I just wanted to say that this one victory is not enough to right the ship. But it's a start. I, I definitely hope that Rojo playing time doesn't get affected by that fumble. It was just a bad set of circumstances, in my opinion. I still think he should be the starting back, but I still think that he and Peyton Barber are just a two-headed monster that we need to use a little more effectively. Uh, like I said, I, 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 I am disturbed about number three's turnovers, but... 
that is not the reason we're losing. Despite all of the turnovers that he has committed this season, he still played well enough to, for us to have won more games than we won. So I don't think he should be holding the bag for our our loss deficit. You know, it's a, we win as a team, we lose as a team. We've just been finding ways to lose in great old buck fashion. But I think that table is about to turn, and we're going to turn the corner and start finding ways to win in good old buck fashion. It's a buck's life, and I'm a pewter pirate. Later. What's good, ATL? Bobby, you said it. Rojo had a big game. Your boy before you, I don't know who he was, but Tony Montana said it before you. He's got to continue to build on that performance. Uh, at this point, he secured the starting role, so I don't need, think we need to look back. I actually like this combination better where he gets the bulk of the early carries and then you bring in Barber to pound the defense when their legs aren't as fresh. Uh, makes more sense that way. And I think Bruce is starting to trust him a little bit more, giving him more opportunities and pass blocking. Uh, you also brought up Jameis's turnovers. I brought that up earlier. He had two um, this game. And uh, you just don't want to see the turnovers from a man. That's his Achilles heel. That's what's going to get him shipped out of town if he ends up getting shipped out of town. Uh, you know, I, I, of course, would love to see him eliminate them. I don't think he's ever going to completely eliminate it. It's just his style, his mechanics, his delivery, uh, his, his eye discipline. All those things lend to turning the ball over. It gives corners and guys in the secondary jumps on his balls. And he's also got that gunslinger mentality where he feels like he can fit that ball in places that most quarterbacks can't. And sometimes he can, but sometimes he can't. And it comes down to that decision-making. When should he throw it? And, uh, you know, also working on his mechanics, which I think can be addressed. I think he can grow on that. I mean, the guy's only 25 fucking years old. I realize that. Uh, and he's got Tom Moore and, you know, all these great coaches to help him do it, but hasn't really turned that corner yet. Turn the ball over too much. We all know that. Don't mean to be the dead horse. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. Look forward to the next one. Here we go. Next take. Thank it's Michelle. Man, when I saw that picture of you in the hospital, I thought, wow, the team has finally done him in. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you're feeling better. So, on to this game. Um, it was a good game. A win is a win, in the words of Jameis. It was an ugly win, but I will certainly take it. My bright spots, Jamel Dean, you know, I liked him in the preseason. So I am very excited to see him back out there, and I think he's got a really good future with us. I mean, being thrown into the game the week before, who did we play? The Seahawks? Was that the Seahawks? Anyway, um, you know, at the last minute, poor guy, I feel bad for him. But I love that he's studied every day with bowls and yeah I'm excited about that and Devin White looks really good and you know 
Gotta love my Vita Vea. I think he might be my favorite player. I really do. On the offensive side, um, Jameis made some um, good decisions. Um, I think we're just going to have to accept that if he's going to be our franchise quarterback, he's going to come with interceptions. <laughs> That's just how he is. The thing that upsets me, and this is on me, is even when we were winning, I just couldn't get excited, and I really don't like that. I want to get back to yelling and screaming, but I just keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. But we'll see. And uh, I saw Joe Buck's fans of the, the playoff scenario, and I do have to admit I'm one of those people that gets sucked into it sometimes. I know it's a long shot, but, you know, hey, any given Sunday, and isn't there a saying or something about that the um, it's the last part of the season that really counts? So who knows? I mean, we definitely are playing some teams that are beatable. You never know. Anyway, keep feeling better. You know me. I'm sending you healing energies. And go Bucks. Hey, Michelle. Healing energy is much appreciated. You guys can probably hear it in my voice. I'm a little under the weather still, but I'll get back to 100% at some point. As far as talking playoffs or looking at playoff scenarios, I can't be that one. I don't want to do that to myself. That would just be cruel. I, you know, I just want to focus on possibly getting that victory this week against the Saints. I mean, we typically split with them. We have over the last few years. Um, the Falcons put a hurting on them last week. This is a beatable team. They're not playing the way they were when we faced them earlier in the year. And we're not facing a backup quarterback. And we face starters. We usually do better. So uh, I'm hopeful that we get a good performance, that we build on what we did last week, and we get our second victory at home this year. As usual, Michelle, much love. Thank you for the Bucks take. Let's get that W. On to the next one. <laughs> hey, you must friend again. We did it. I'm so emotional right now. I don't fucking care about throwing games away. I want to fucking win every fucking Sunday. That's how it's fucking done. And Tampa Bay. Yeah, baby. Yeah. We won. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's that kind of energy we need to have every single week. That's what victories do for us, man. We need more of that shit. I love the enthusiasm. Let's fucking go. Let's get that W again this week and send the Saints packing. On to the next one. Oh, stinketh the bastard. How are ye? Sammy Pop here, stank. I just, I'm driving and I am just laughing my ass off after listening to Trunk Sammy uh, on your fucking idiots podcast. Wow. <laughs> I am not even shitting you when I tell you this. I do not even remember making that call. <laughs> uh, so you have Sober Zammy right now, and uh, after listening to Drunk Zammy, 
I think you're right. I mean, I think I like Drunk Sammy because he, uh, he, he, he has a positive perspective, doesn't get all anal and anxious, and, uh, you know, was not pissed off at the loss. And I have to agree with Drunk Sammy. And after, uh, after taking it in, rewatching the game, getting all of the takes out there, you know, the only thing that I want from Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians is Jamal Dean or Jamal Dean or whatever the hell is the right pronunciation. But please, please don't let him wear a red undershirt that just signals pick on my ass. That's all I ask. And then maybe he can just kind of kind of fade to black back there and we won't even notice him and he'll make some good plays. Um, so anyway, thanks for, uh, thanks for making my day and, uh, letting me know I actually have another side of myself. The drunkest Zammy. All right. Chill. See ya. What up, Zammy? Hell yeah, man. You know, alcohol does that to me as well. It brings the best out of me. It doesn't for everybody, clearly, because we all know those who uh, turn into motherfucking evil monsters when they get that sauce in them. But I enjoyed the Bucks take. I laughed my ass off. I think a lot of people did too. Um, on to the Jamel Dean topic. We talked a lot about him on this podcast. Um, I don't give a fuck what he wears. He can wear a damn purple g-string on the field if he keeps on playing fundamentally sound football turning his head around attacking the ball using that reach that size that length that speed that he's you know he's got which is the reason he was drafted here in the first place um you know he'll continue to make plays it was a good sign and i want to see more of it as always appreciate the take zammy on to the next one I'm sick and tired of running into Cambridge dad after football games. It's starting to piss me off a lot. A whole lot. He's done. It doesn't matter. But overall, it was a, it was a great win today. I really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed Jameis Winston's play. You know, two interceptions. Still feel like maybe you should move him to running back or think about trading him in a first for Mitch Trubisky after the season. But overall, it was a pretty good game. Uh, Ronald Jones, congratulations. Peyton Barber taking that touchdown at the end can kind of go suck the cock. Um, yeah, I feel like I should have just really given that last touchdown to Aquaire. I know he's out, but put him in, let's be honest. Uh, Bruce Arians, he, uh, him and Byron Leftwich probably got into a nice choking match. Uh, I don't know if it was for pleasure or if it was for pain, but they definitely got into a choking match in the locker room after the game for who uh, should take the credit for that win. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and give the credit to Todd Bowles for that one. So, uh, yeah, you guys have a good night. And, uh, Josh Freeman, should think about bringing him back. Only 31 years, years young. I'm on crack. Bro. <laughs> you know, I don't even know where to start, bro. I mean, you and hanging out with Cambrate's dad, um, or Cambrate's dad finding you after the game and complaining because he's not getting the ball. You know, he's going to complain to somebody. All right. Maybe you are Cambridge's dad. Maybe that's why you're taking this so personally, you know, because you took a shot at the Canadian Anthony O'Claire and Anthony O'Claire hasn't done anything to anybody. All right. That guy's just out there doing his fucking job, blocking, you know, you know, eating his Canadian bacon or whatever the Canadians do. 
You know, I don't know. I don't know how Canadians live. But anyways, bro, that crack you be smoking. I like it. Just like with Zami, it brings the best out of you. And I'm looking, I look forward to your take every single week. You're a bucking idiot. And we accept all you special people here on the Bucking Idiots podcast, where the weirdos come to live. Okay, on to the next Bucks take, you fucking weirdos. All right, we have about 18 seconds left in the game. Come on, defense. Let's. This is our fucking house. This is Haitian Buffins. We better stop those motherfuckers. They're not scoring on us. They are not scoring on us. Come on, defense. Come on. Let's win this game. I think I played your calls out of order, Haitian Bucks fan. But I'm going to keep it like that because it's funny to me. I got your celebration, Bucks win. And then I played this one after when you were about to shit diamonds like the rest of us. And we got the victory. You got to love it. You know I love you, Haitian Bucks fan. Let's get some more victory fucking calls on this podcast. All right. Last one. Here we go. Hey, this is James from Buck, what you heard. Hey, great win, great win, great win. These are the games that you got to win. And and it's a long time overdue. Uh, it just needs to be a little bit more consistent. Uh, this is what a defense is supposed to do. They're supposed to be able to keep you in the game and give your offense a chance to to do what they need to do. I thought Jameis Winston on that last drive, 92 yards, regardless of what you may think of that de- of the Cardinals defense, he did what he had to do, drove down and and did what he had to do. So uh, I thought it was a great game. I thought it was improvement over last week. It's a game that I personally thought they weren't going to win, but they came out and did what they had to do. So, yeah, I love it, love it, love it. And um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting with y'all, and uh, you guys have a good, good evening. Gene, my boy, bro, thank you for calling into the Bucking Idiots podcast. We are huge, huge fans of Buck What You Heard. Buck What You Heard's YouTube channel and all the content you provide, Gene. You are welcome on this podcast anytime. Anytime, brother. Seriously. If you guys don't know Gene or haven't, you know, seen his YouTube channel, Buck What You Heard, just get on YouTube right now. Find Buck What You Heard. Find Gene. He does live shows. I've been on there several times. The man knows his shit. Huge fucking Bucks fan. Love you, Gene. Love the take. You're spot on, man. Spot on. And if you guys who are listening to this right now want to leave a Bucks take and want to be part of this show, it's really fucking easy. It can't get any easier. Pick up your telephone. Dial 813-444-8807 and leave a voicemail. And I will play every single one of them. Every one. Okay, I love you, Bucks fans. Let's get that W. It's fuck the Saints all week. You see me on Twitter. Fuck the Saints. Hashtag fuck the Saints all day, every day, 365 days a year. That's how it is in my house. That's how it is in the stank house. Okay, love you, Bucks fans. Love you, Bucking idiots. 
Peace out.